Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Seven Sage LSAT podcast. My name's Henry Ewing, and I'm joined with my co-host, Asta Sinha. Now, we've just gotten off a leg of a couple of episodes talking about logical reasoning, which is Henry's favorite section. Yes. But I'm excited to move back into a different direction, talking about reading comprehension this episode, which happens to be my favorite section. Is it really your, is it, is it really your favorite section? There's no way. Reading comprehension is my favorite section, and I'll tell you why. It's because I sucked at RC. When I first started studying for this test, I was terrible at it. I could not get any questions right. I could never finish on time. I thought I was dumb as hell. I distinctly remember calling my mom like not that close, like pretty close to test day, not that far. And I called her and I was like, I don't think I know how to read anymore. Like it reading comprehension totally shot down my confidence. I thought I was a good enough reader. I'd gotten through school perfectly fine, but I really struggled when it came to LSAT RC. And it wasn't until the very end, I'd say like the last month of my studying that RC finally clicked for me. And thank God it did, right? Like just in time. But because I struggled so much with RC and kind of figured it out towards the end, I really love it. Logic games and LR came a little bit more easily for me. But RC, I had to work for the score that I got. And it makes me appreciate it that much more. What about you? What was your journey with RC? My journey with RC, I I feel like at this point people know. I really did not have a journey with RC. (laughs) No journey at all? As in where I started was pretty much where I ended, which was very close to perfect. That is crazy, Henry. Are you serious? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't think I ever scored worse than a minus four or five on an RC passage. That's insane. On the first 20 PTs... And I, did, I didn't do all 20 of them. I did about minus one, minus zero. And then when I transitioned into the harder passages or the later PTs where mm-hmm. I think it's pretty commonly it's understood. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, I think it's pretty commonly understood that the later PTs have harder reading comprehension sections. My score definitely jumped down a little bit. I don't know if it was a problem with me comprehending. I don't think it was me comprehending the passage. I had a pretty good understanding of every passage at the end of it. It, A lot of it was just answering the questions efficiently and what my threshold for a good enough question or answer choice was, was a little low, was a little lower going into them. And so after I adjusted my threshold or barrier there, it felt better. That being said, I never really left RC feeling too incredible about it. And and no, I never really left an RC passage being like, man, I killed that just because the questions are so hard. Again, it wasn't a a fully a man, I don't know what's happening in the passage. A lot of it was these two answer choices look almost exactly the same to me. I don't know what the difference is. And then, you know, I worked on that a little bit. But for the most part, I, I feel like I had a pretty good base. A lot of that is just Wikipedia reading as a kid, as you know. So anyways, that is a riveting story about your struggle with RC and honestly makes me a little annoyed. But listeners, if you struggle with RC, I get you. I do. It's tough. But this is me saying there is light at the end of it. You can get better at RC. You can improve on RC. It is possible. I was going to say, and ultimately, not that every part of the LSAT in theory is useful and getting better at them is going to provide some fruit later down the line in your life. (laughs) That being said, RC is one of the sections, or it probably is the section where there is the most fruit to be gained from it. Becoming a better reader is just so important in life. 
presumably. I don't know. I'm still pretty young. Are you reading since you come out of the womb? Henry's in the hospital with Thoreau in his hand. Yeah, but if I had to stake my life on you never seeing a logic game versus you never reading a a passage of some sort again, I would would much rather (laughs) bet my life... That you would never see a logic game again. You're, you're never going to come across that. Not that the skills aren't, I don't know, not that the skills aren't good for logic games, but RC, there's a, a direct link between RC and not only law school or becoming a lawyer, but life in general. That point out of the way that I, I needed to add. No, so I mean, all I was going to say is just we've done episodes on RC before. We've talked about RC before. And I think we've kind of already given out the general advice, right, that we have about RC. What I really want to hone in on today is what I find is the most common mistake that my students make when it comes to RC. And the most common mistake that I see, at least, is treating it like a game of memorization. Treating the reading comprehension section as a test of how many of the words in front of you that you can memorize. That's simply not the case, right? This would be a completely different test if it was. The test writers are not trying to get you to memorize every single word, every detail, every example, every definition, every description that's on an RC passage. That's not what they're trying to do. What they're trying to do is get you to be able to identify the main idea and relationships inside of this passage. And so when I see people who say, oh, like, I just don't have a good enough memory for RC. I just can't remember everything. Or, oh, I can't get through the passage fast enough. It takes me too long to read it. Usually the easiest way to troubleshoot that is just trying to hold on to less, which seems super counterintuitive, right? Like, oh, Oster, you're telling me to pay attention to less in the passage. No, I'm telling you to pay attention to what's important, right? And what's actually going to help you get these answers right. And most of the time, that's going to end up being less than you think it is. So I know I'm kind of going on a rant here, but I think it's important. I think it's been a game changer for my RC strategy and been a game changer a lot for my students, is that when you're doing RC, Anytime you see a term or a phrase and then there's like a hyphen or a colon or commas that have some kind of a description or a definition in the middle, I'm not saying skip over it entirely. I think you should read every word in the passage. But what I am saying is that you don't need to spend 20, 30 seconds dissecting that. And you don't need to spend even more time or waste space in your brain trying to memorize it, right? You walk away from that definition, not asking yourself, okay, what was the exact phrasing of the definition of how this rocket went into space or whatever they're talking about, right? What you should be asking yourself is why did the author put this here? What is the point of this definition being here? What is the point of this term being described? How does it relate to the rest of the passage? And once you reframe the way that you look at these things and you reframe what you're trying to gather from an RC passage, not only are you going to be quicker, but I can almost guarantee you're going to be more accurate when it comes to the question because to the questions, excuse me, because you're paying attention to the relevant stuff. (sighs) Sorry, I talked a lot there, but I feel very strongly about it. What do you kind of think about that, Henry? No, I 100% agree. One of the things I'm hearing you say is asking why something is there. And when you have a hyphen or embedded context, the idea of that is, if you're a writer, is to help simplify something for the, the individual. So if they give you a definition, your goal is not to then explore that definition, all of the nuances about it. Your goal is just to take the definition at face value. Oh, they're defining this word for me. You don't need to think too much more about it because it's not a intentionally complicated thing that the writer's putting. They're putting it there to help you. So you do have to pay attention to it, but don't get stuck there. Is probably the way I would frame it. Absolutely. No, I totally agree with you, right? Let's take an example passage, right? Let's take a passage that starts off by saying, 
there was a rocket built in 1850 and then they some researcher did some work on this rocket to make it better and then 20 years later some other researcher improved on that fact and the name of their i don't know research project that they did was some big long complicated scientific term and they give you a whole paragraph about this term and they give you all the results of this experiment and they conclude it by saying how that impacted science in the future right that sounds like a pretty generic rc passage to me what you could do is sit there and memorize every last detail of each development of what changed in the research what this rocket is called what experiments they did on it you could memorize all of that or what you could gather is that there was a rocket there was a thing they improved on it they improved upon it again and then they talked about the future consequences of that that's it that's all you need to know right like you do not need to sit there and commit every last detail to memory if you just walk away with the general ideas in the passage and the structure right and how these two things are related to each other maybe understand what the second experiment added to the first one right like what was missing there how they kind of balanced each other out what one might have contributed to the field of science or rockets or whatever we're talking about here that's what you need to get from it and time and time again i see students stressing themselves out not improving on rc getting stuck because they are still playing this memorization game. So I cannot, cannot stress enough. We talked about in previous episodes, my kind of three-step method for RC. Those are the things that are important, right? Not every last detail. I know. I 100% agree with you. You want to get out of this world of just memorizing every single fact. You have to wonder why are the facts or the details there? They're there in service of a larger story or picture or concept. And the secret on this test is that actually none of the concepts, I don't want to say none, very <laughs> few, very few of them very are, diffi- of are difficult. There is a conceptually easy idea or a, a fundamentally easy concept behind every single passage, something you could describe to a third grader, quite literally. And so the problem is just that the writing is terrible. And your goal is to not remember every single piece of or word or phrase that the author uses, your goal is to get at that fundamentally easy concept. It's, I guess the analogy would be it, one way to memorize a painting of a beautiful forest. I don't know why I'm saying beautiful forest, but one way to <laughs> memorize a painting of a beautiful forest is to think of every individual brushstroke. Okay, top left, there's a, you know, there's a, a little brushstroke there. Bottom left, there's a, a, another brushstroke there. Or you could just remember that the painting is of a forest. And on RC, your goal is to not remember the brush jokes, but to actually figure out and then remember what is the painting of. Oh, it's of a forest. Yeah, that's a great, great metaphor. I love that. I really, really love that. I, can't, I thought of that on the fly. And then I thought, there's no way I, I'm someone who thought of this. <laughs> I have to have heard it from somewhere. <laughs> I mean, I know I sound like I'm beating a dead horse here, but the reason I am emphasizing this so much, RC is not a game of simple memorization, is because it is the number one issue that I see my students come across with RC in the fastest way I've seen people improve. So if you're struggling with RC, please, please, please get that into your head, mess around with it, see how it feels as you're doing RC, and I can almost guarantee some improvement there. Now, a lot of times I'll bring this up to students and then they'll hit me with, okay, that's great. Got it. How do I improve on that skill? How do I get better at only looking at the main idea? How do I change the way that I read? And to that, I say, I've got some ideas. I've got a couple of drills. I want you guys to try out, see what you think, take what works, leave what doesn't. But hopefully this kind of gets you on the right track of trying to understand what exactly it is that you should be focusing on when it comes to RC. So the first one is very simple. 
It is what we call at Seventh Sage a memory drill. So you're going to read the passage and you're not going to try to commit every detail to memory. You are going to try to remember the main ideas and relationships, right? What we were talking about. Trying to figure out what is this a painting of? And then when you go to do the questions, cover up the passage in some way. If you're working on a computer, usually what I do is I just drag the window to the side so that the passage is like off the screen. Or you could maybe use like a text box to cover the words on the screen. Whatever you need to do to hide the passage. And then try to do as many of the questions as you can without looking at the passage. And most of you guys, I'm pretty sure, will do better than you think. And if you don't end up doing that well on it, that's okay, right? Continue practicing the skill until you get better at it. And what it's really going to force you to do is hold on to the big picture ideas in the passage, and you're going to realize which of those ideas actually help you answer the questions. What do you kind of think about that, Joel Henry? Have you used it before? Yeah, I, well, I've used it with clients before. I, I think... It's a really useful drill because it is a way to force you to only remember, and I know that we're anti-memory right now, but only remember the important elements and forces you to think of that larger picture. Because when you cover it up, you have no excuse. And so let's say you're holding on or your brain is occupied with what was ultimately an irrelevant fact for the larger picture. You will be punished for that on a memory drill because you're remembering something that is just had nothing really to do with the important parts of the story. And so the memory drill is a good way to filter that out and improve your ability to improve your judgment of what should I be holding on to? What is forgettable? But yeah, I I agree. It's It's a great drill. I love that drill. And I I have had some students, though, come to me and say, okay, this drill is great, but I have a really hard time even identifying what the main idea of the passage is or what the main idea of each paragraph is. And I totally get that, right? If you're not used to this style of reading and this style of testing, it might be really difficult for you to accurately identify the main idea of a paragraph or of a passage. So in that case, here's another drill that I would recommend. Do this untimed, right? Really slow down. Take your time with it. Be patient with yourself. Take an RC passage and for every single sentence in the passage, and I know this sounds ridiculous, but stick with me here. For every single sentence in that passage, write down your personal translation of it. So take each sentence and just write down in your own words, what does this sentence mean, right? What is the sentence trying to say? Do this for the entire passage until you have a bulleted list of this whole thing. And then once you have that bulleted list, look at it. And you're going to start to see relationships. Oh, like this part of the second paragraph is responding to this one bullet in the first paragraph. Oh, the fourth paragraph is wrapping up the two countering ideas that were in the second and third paragraph, right? Once you have this bulleted list, like a simplified version of this passage, essentially, it's going to be a lot easier for you to see what stands out. And then using that bulleted list, answer the questions. And every time you realize, okay, the right answer for this question came from this part in the passage, write down a star or highlight it or check it off or do whatever. And keep doing that for all the questions. And by the time you get to the end of the questions, what you're going to be left with is this bulleted list of the entire passage, right? And you're going to have some kind of an annotation system, highlight, star, whatever, that's going to show you where the answers came from. Those are going to be the important parts of the passage, right? The parts of the passage that helped you find these right answers. Do this a couple of times, you're going to start to notice patterns, right? What types of ideas, what types of arguments, what types of language get to the main idea of a passage and you're going to be able to identify it without writing anything down, without doing this whole process, and eventually in timed conditions. So I don't really have a great name for this drill. I mean, maybe like passage selection drill, paraphrasing drill. Yeah, sure, we can call it that. But it's something I've tried a few times before. I've done it myself sometimes, a few times back when I was studying, and I find it to be really helpful. So what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I I think 
it's great in another way besides all that you mentioned, which is when you're forced to paraphrase and write things in your own words, and you take a second to read that, it should make sense. It really should be, and by make sense, not in just a, I, I like can comprehend or understand what each sentence is, is saying. All of the sentences that you have paraphrased should make sense together, and it shouldn't be that difficult. So if you're doing an RC science passage, whatever you end up paraphrasing is going to look scientific in some way. It's going to be describing maybe some sort of mechanism of biology, but your paraphrase should not be complicated. It Really, whatever you've paraphrased and extrapolated to is going to be a very simple concept. And so if at the end of your paraphrase, you realize you've, you're, coming across, you're coming across something that still looks conceptually hard. There's a lot of detail, a lot of things. Maybe there's a couple claims or, or phrases that don't seem to go with one another. What that means is that your comprehension is probably off. You need to spend more time with the passage. What you thought a sentence meant maybe means something entirely different. And one way you can check yourself for that is exactly doing exactly what Asla recommended. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I think it's a really, really helpful drill. And the last drill that I'll just throw out there for RC, a lot of times when we're trying to get through this process of learning how to read the passage and read it correctly, it takes us a little bit of time right before we can really do it in if you're working with standard time 35 minutes or however much time you have allotted for a section. What I would recommend doing if you're going over time on an RC section I don't think it's super beneficial to time after time after time cut yourself off after the third passage because you ran out of time or start rushing towards the end because you're running out of time. I'd much rather you, let's say you're working with standard time, you need to finish the section in 35 minutes, and it typically takes you about 50 minutes to finish a section. I'd much rather you start off with 50 and the next day go down to 48. And the next day you're doing RC, go down to 46 and then 44 and then slowly pair your way down until you get to 35 than trying to rush yourself every time you do an RC section. A lot of times, slowly paring your time down will naturally help you move faster and push you a little bit, right? To improve at a little bit of a quicker rate. So that's kind of the last, it's not even a drill necessarily, as much as it's just a tactic of improving speed that you could use for all sections, really. But I think that's another really helpful way to get used to the timing aspect of RC and not focusing too, too much on every last word in the passage. Focus on accuracy first. Mm -hmm. is a good general rule of thumb for the test. Absolutely. Uh, accuracy is far more important. And even, even if I have a client who is still not fully feeling like they can do the four passages in the time frame, that's when we would redirect them and say, hey, focus on three passages then. Mm, do those yeah. three passages as best as possible. Whatever time you have left, then you can waste, use on the fourth passage. Instead of rushing everything, but instead of rushing through all of the passages, Spend the time that you need to get as many passages right. And then if you have a little bit of extra time at the end, well, that, that's when you can read quickly, maybe take some edu educated guesses on the final passage. Awesome. So, I mean, those were all the drills that I wanted to recommend. And just as sort of a closing note, I totally understand how frustrating RC can be, how difficult it can be to improve on RC sometimes. I get it. I really do. I know how frustrating it is. I understand the feeling of wanting to rip your hair out because you just cannot consistently get RC right. I really, really do. Hopefully these tactics and these drills and these strategies can make it a little bit easier. But at the end of the day, it really just takes patience and it takes time. I guarantee you though, one day you're going to be so good at RC, you're going to laugh at yourself right now for being as stressed out and as down about it as you are. So if you're listening and you're not having a super fun time with RC, most people are not, you're not alone. 
I believe in you. You're going to be fine. Keep practicing. You got this. And thanks for listening to the Seven Sage LSAT podcast. Bye, all. Thank you, guys. For more LSAT study tips, visit sevensage.com. See you next week. <laughs>